Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. And it is a Wednesday, meaning that J.C. Cole is alongside. How's J.C.? Did you wash away with the big floods we hear about in the New York area? Um, no, we just got a nice, uh, a nice, uh, little bit of rain. <clears throat> it was that concentrated right over like New York city, about nine inches they got. And of course, New York city's flat basically. So they flooded. Um, and this and, is going to be, and it is an Island, right? It is an Island. It's a, <laughs> it's a series of islands, um, Staten Island and, and uh, Queens and uh, Manhattan Islands and Long so, Island. Well, Long Island is not New York City, but everybody thinks it is. Yes, and it Long Island, me. which is long, <laughs> it, it takes about three hours to go from one side to the other if there's no traffic. <laughs> Otherwise, the Long Island Expressway, which goes from uh, east to west, um, um is known as the longest parking lot in the world. Yeah, I believe that. At one time, cattle grazed Long Island. It was a cattle ranch. Oh, yeah. And they're actually quite famous for things like potatoes mm -hmm. um, because uh, it's a sandy uh, soil, sandy loam, and uh, growing potatoes in sand is easy, easier because it just washes off versus in places like here where we have more clay doesn't wash off as easy, even though the potato grows fine. So speaking of potatoes, I harvested my last row because I had planted one row from potatoes that went bad from last year that we didn't eat this year. And uh, my potato harvest is complete. I had a very okay. good potato year. But, JC, if I'll just remind you that I did not put them in the ground. I laid them on top of the ground and then covered them with about eight inches of straw. And I'm a new, I'm like a new potato grower. I know how to do this now. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I think that potatoes are going to be very important um, because if you look at the five main um, uh, uh, sources of food, Mm -hmm. Okay, you have corn, wheat, rice, soy, and potatoes. That gets civilization through. And of course, the Irish, you know, survived on potatoes. But of all of those, potatoes are the only ones in the ground. And are therefore somewhat protected. I never thought and, about that. And that... Um, you can have a potato halfway grown, right? right? And, and let's say the crop gets destroyed by, by flooding. You can still dig up the potato and have food where you can't do that with soy or corn or, you know, wheat. Right. And, and so uh, in some ways, potatoes are the preppers uh, food um, uh, protection. Yeah. I never thought about, I mean, I knew potatoes were throughout the course of history because I still talk to people. I got a friend in South Dakota who grew up in Eastern Bloc country, and she will not eat potatoes today because as a child, that's all she ate every day. 
Well, I can understand that. I mean, that applies to almost everything, you know. Yeah. Um, well, except bacon. Yeah. yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> and and if you look at you know the uh, New England, the Maine um, fishermen uh, fishing lobster, you know, where we consider it a delicacy, they consider it oh, oh another normal meal. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Maine and uh, went in this little cafe and they had a lobster basket for like six ninety five, <laughs> like lobster and fries. I mean, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, uh, so, you know, it's like, I figured this out a long time ago trying, uh, I just don't have the time to really do it is to plant potatoes. And I went out and I bought a potato, uh, digger um, harvester uh, which I think the Italians make a pretty good one that latches onto the back of your tractor in a three-point hitch so that you can actually do a lot of potatoes so if we're going to have let's say a famine potatoes mm -hmm. are what you should be you should be uh, planting and of course potatoes you can always make um, <laughs> moonshine out of if you remember <clears throat> If you remember, um, uh, I think it was Stolid 13, The Great Escape, um, uh, with Steve McQueen. They they uh, they made uh, uh, in the concentration camp. They made um, some alcohol out of potatoes, right? But uh, I think it's any and pretty much any sugar. Um, but anything that'll so ferment, I, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and um, so I bought a potato digger, which was about $3,000. And I lent it to my neighbor farmer. And this mm -hmm. is some of the things that we have to think about. Um, you know, because, um, well, he was going to be digging potatoes. And his barn burnt down. <laughs> and... and and melted my potato digger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I got the insurance money, but it just goes to show you got to be, you know, uh, redundant on many of your preps. Um, and of course, you can get a a three point digging wedge that's called a potato um, uh, plow um, for a lot cheaper, and just uh, dig them up that way. For the record, I was crawling around on my hands and knees, pulling my potatoes out of the ground, which weren't in the ground. They were on top. Yeah, that gets back to that uh, 500 hours of, <laughs> <laughs> of diesel. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's something to think about. And, of course, potatoes are very easy to grow. And you just got to make sure that they have some water. Right. That's why I can grow potatoes. And quite frankly, if I have a garden, if I have potatoes, I don't really need anything else. No, that's that's true. I mean, you know, it, it just think of all the combinations. A little bit of little bit of bacon and potatoes turn into a, a mastery of food. A little bit of bacon, a lot of butter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of just a vehicle to eat lots of butter. Yeah. So, so which is um, now healthy, like it once was. So while we're talking about food, why don't we, we jump to, there was an excellent uh, documentary done by the Epoch, Epoch Times, 
which I recommend that you uh, um, track down and watch. It's about an hour long <clears throat> and it's titled No Farmers, No Food. Will You Eat the Bugs? Okay. And, um, and he actually does a very good job of it and, and goes back to this whole climate change is a psychological operation that was designed back in the 1970s mm. by the Council of 300. In other words, we're just they're they're trying to take over the world using climate as as the uh, as the reason. Did they use uh, Martin Strong or Mark Marie Strong as the key focal point in making that all happen? I don't recall yeah. that in the movie. I wasn't. It, it started in '71 with Marie Strong. That he was the person who envisioned that that would happen. And he he led he was the one who created the three hundred. Yeah, right. And 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 so so this is just a, a huge psychological operation by bloodlines that are trying to control the world as the world now is being exposed to it and it's collapsing. And so they're they're trying very hard to to start World War Three to cover it up. I know there are many prongs to the Epoch Times, but a year ago in August, I was interviewed by the Epoch Times, and you can still find this article, where I explain what was happening with land grabs and CO2 pipelines and all these other initiatives was about bringing about a food shortage. And the guy who wrote the story, he did a good job writing it, but he could point blank tell me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re report this as you said it, but, but I... I think you're nuts and then i find it humorous one year later the same outfit is talking about no farmers no food it's the world we live in we're back with more jc cole roll route after this that's exactly the theme of the National Western this year. We will have farmers. We will have food. And we're going to bring the food producers together with the consumers of Denver. I am looking forward to the National Western 2024 in a very excited kind of a way. If you'd like to get more details about the schedule or a particular breed or what event that you want to be a part of, or maybe you just want to go watch the rodeo, that's still a celebration of all resource providers. Get more details about the January 6th through January 21 event. The commercial bread heifer sale takes place the first weekend of January. That's where you may want to be there for that particular endeavor. Details at nationalwestern.com. We're bringing the history, the heritage, and the legacy back alive in Denver. January. See ya. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole joining us from New Jersey. So that Epoch Times, No Farmers, No Food, where do we watch that? Because I, I know it's there, but I don't know. I never zeroed in on where you go watch it. Well, well, I actually just um, I just uh, did a duck, duck, go and, and, and found it that way. Um, um, yeah. Um. Well, the situation in the Netherlands has changed everything in terms of people's awareness in the past year about the attack on farmers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there is, uh, there's definitely, I mean, if, across the board, there's an attack on farmers. Mm -hmm. And and now you're seeing, 
famine start to happen. I think it was Sri Lanka where I saw it that. Sri Lanka, it is Sri Lanka. Ninety percent of the people are in deep trouble on food food supply. So you uh, always give me a bit of advice and encouragement to get my column written before we start our show here on Wednesdays. And I did that this week on food waste. And I really zeroed in on it because the data is mind boggling. We talk about food scarcity. We talk about all these challenges and starving people around the world. Three fourths of all food waste goes in landfills. And if the landfill emissions were a city or excuse me, a country, not a city, a country landfill emissions globally would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitter behind China and the United States. Now, let me back up and say greenhouse gases. I now know are plant all plant food and I'm not opposed to greenhouse gases. I'll just say that publicly, but, the guys here is that everything that's happening and attacking the farmer is to reduce emissions. And JC, the biggest emission emitter that we can take a care of is put more livestock in consuming the food that's going into landfills. And we feed more people. We improve the environment. We do all of these other things that need to happen. And yet, who do you hear talking about? We just need more livestock and we'll fix this problem. Well, Trent, you're using common sense, and common sense doesn't work on psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we determine I'm not a psychopath. Next topic. <laughs> but but you yes, you brought up a you brought up a very interesting thing, right? When when I lived in Latvia, my wife is Latvian, uh, half Latvian, half Russian, <clears throat> and it is a sin to throw away any food. I mean, we, you know, every once in a while you're not paying attention and the bread gets moldy. Right. Cut off the bread, uh, cut off the mold and still eat the bread. Right. And, and what was amazing was, okay, for two people at the end of the week, I'd have like a little bag of garbage about a foot high and I don't know, eight inches in diameter. <laughs> And here in New Jersey with two people on the farm, I take out probably 60 pounds of garbage a week, um, two large pla plastic bags. So the plastic bag goes in the, in the dumpster also. And I'm just amazed at the amount of garbage we create. I know. And, and that, that simply is unsustainable. Right. Of course, you're not going to get anybody to change that, really, uh, until the system breaks. Actually, where was she in? Uh, I don't believe it was Norway. It might have been Norway. Kim Bremer, friend of mine from Wisconsin, was in one of those countries, Norway, uh, Denmark, where they have these big structures and this at you as an engineer would be all about this, this big structures that are, that look like some sort of a pyramid or something that would be a relic of Egypt. They are incinerators in the middle of these towns, converting their trash into electricity. And yet they made them look like there's something of a centerpiece of, for the community. She was sitting on one and was, she was doing an interview with me. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, the uh, certainly the Scandinavians are much um, more aware 
uh, of um, of environmental issues. Um, you know, I dealt with the largest Swedish construction companies, and we're working on creating a um, basically a zero uh, house, meaning uh, you needed uh, really zero um, heat put into it. Um, and it was a combination of incredible um, thickness of insulation plus um, groundwater uh, heat exchanger. And, you know, and you just put in, we actually built one for, for my Swedish partner, uh, something pretty close to it. And he just, he rents his whole house and for, for heat, extra heat, he has just one small wood stove. Hmm. Yeah, um, incredibly uh, um, uh, efficient. I, of course, well, will we get there? No, I don't think so. Um, I think we're going to have much bigger problems. I always and, marvel at if you go to where, like, our house that we have here in central Nebraska was built pre-1900. Like, the, the base of the house was built like 1895 there's been an addition to it since then in like the 1970s but if you look at houses built pre-1940 they're all built somewhere where they're kind of secluded they're built in down in a draw they're built where there's some level of protection the new houses people find the tallest peak they can find and stick their house up on a hill and I, I always marvel at like, oh, how things change. I think they're going to regret one day that they have that house up there that's going to require extra heating and cooling both. Oh, wait, you're not going to be able to do either one. You're going to be naturally ventilated. Good luck in the winter. Right. And 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 that, that also goes to, um, uh, you know, the, the, the wiseness of our forefathers that they wouldn't build the house near the creek <laughs> and, and of course now you've got the you know people building um building houses in flood zones just because we had a dry area and it didn't flood for many years and uh, of course now now we're getting changing in uh, weather patterns and they're flooding and they go how'd that happen well you built your house next to a creek <laughs> or the city of new orleans either one yeah, right. Let's build our house, uh, an entire city below sea level. Okay. How's that working for you? Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. So, so what, what happens is, you know, um, our entire um, uh, equilibrium is about ready to collapse. And, uh, and I don't think people have really planned for it. You know what? Do, what do you really do about it? Um, and, uh, and it's a uh, it's a challenge. That's so why people today, tune in here to figure out what to really do about it. Yeah. So today, and unfortunately, well, by the time people hear this, it'll probably be uh, Thursday in general. Um, but uh, today at two twenty-two Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have a test on our our mobile phones, and. That's really interesting because it, it leads into that Russia had a test yesterday, not only on their emergency drill system, but also on um, a drill for a nuclear attack by NATO. 
And, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta think that, okay, the largest nuclear power in the world is practicing a nationwide drill of 190 people over 11 time zones um, uh, that uh, um, their enemy NATO uh, destroys, and this is actually what they wrote, destroys 70% of the housing, uh, the Russian housing. And, and, and I think Americans are asleep at the wheel or not getting the news that Russia is saying this, right? And, and then you just go down what, what has been said in the last couple of weeks. The Minister of Foreign Affairs of Russia publicly said at the United uh, Nations in an address to the United Nations that the United States is at war with Moscow. So you have the official word of Russia saying the United States is at war with them. Okay, and what are the Americans doing? Hey, what what football games playing this weekend? You know, and uh, then, while we send more money to Ukraine, right? While both the British and the United States are supplying Ukraine with missiles and drones that are being used on Russia and striking Moscow and Saint Petersburg. Roll out. We'll pick it up with striking St. Petersburg after this. Life powered by coal, folks. We cannot, nor should we even contemplate living in a life where we do not have coal generating electricity. Okay, at some point in time in the near distant future, if we come up with some new technology that gets us the electricity that's comparable from a reliable standpoint, from an affordable standpoint... I'm interested. But at this point, we have 800 years of coal left. Lignite.com, full details about the people who continue to make this happen, lighting up our life. Once again, Lignite.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis, alongside J.C. Cole. And I think when I interrupted you, you were talking about bombing Liechtenstein. (laughs) <laughs> but uh but there was that movie the house that, uh the, the mouse that roared um, but, yeah how did Liechtenstein get such a prominent name anyway why, why do we always talk about Liechtenstein? well i think that goes back a few uh centuries so so what's happening people have to understand what directions are telling us so so you had the you had the, the number two guy say very clearly, the United States is at war with Moscow. And you have Britain and, and, and the U.S. supplying Ukraine with missiles that are being used on Moscow. And you had the former, the former president of Russia, and the form, who was also the former prime minister, is um, um, now presently the deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council. That's uh, Dmitry Medvedev. Um, uh, as the Americans say, Medvedev, which they can't pronounce from Russian, um, Medvedev uh, said the four horsemen of the apocalypse have been released. Hmm. Right? And then you, get, you actually have like Russian news groups, something like our Meet the Press, sitting there openly talking about Russia wiping out London and New York City. Right? And so, so, I mean, this is being discussed by the Russians, but the Americans aren't being, paying attention to it. And it's rumored that Russia can provide maybe 50 percent of of their private sector population with underground shelter. Right. Where if you look at the United States, right, for the U.S. private population, 
We have zero, <laughs> zero. But for Congress, it's a hundred percent. You know, if you if if you look at um, some of the some of the books, um, yeah, the, our Congress is fine. They they get to go to underground shelters, um, and uh, and that, and uh, we reported we have three Russian submarines off our west coast and three off our east coast. I, I think it was January of uh, this year. Three of them just surfaced and waved hello. You know, it's like, so, so the Russians are quite serious about this, and we've got a bunch of. Well, I can't use that word uh, here. Morons, uh, you know, and and uh, and the public is going. Well, geez, uh, what, what football teams are playing this weekend? So, I clearly remember when. Everybody was talking about where your bomb shelter is and do you have your bomb shelter stock? And I think that would have been 80s during the Reagan administration, but at least it was on people's minds every single day where you were thinking about where do I go in case of an emergency? I don't hear anybody talking about that today, JC. Nobody. And 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 when we get but into you. When, when 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 we get into you know what happened this week of in history of significance october the 6th 1961 jfk as president of the united states advises americans to build their own fallout shelters <laughs> so so what's happened is it's like we're asleep at the wheel and then they, you know, there's this thing. Of course, if you built a fallout shelter, you would be, you'd win the uh, the tinfoil hat award. But but you know, there's there's this saying: talent hits a target no one else can hit, and genius hits a target no one else can see. Yeah. And we're sitting here going, "Look at this! Right? Wake up! Look at this! <laughs> we are about to go to a nuclear exchange." with the number one and maybe possibly the number three nuclear powers in the world. Well, how about those Mets? <laughs> uh, uh, this, this is almost what it ties into this, but it's so bad. And I'm going to leave all the names out, but I have a friend who a year ago started listening to me. She lives in a big city. And she's very conservative. And she she listened to what I had to say. And she so she, for the first time in her life, put a little garden in her, at her home, small acreage, but still just like a couple tires and had some stuff growing. And she was telling people in her area that she was planting, trying to grow some of her own food. And many of her peers and friends were laughing at her, asking when did you become a liberal? And that was like the strangest statement to me ever that somebody who tried to grow something to eat in their own yard would be labeled as a, a any political connotation, let alone whether it be a liberal or conservative, whatever the case may be. But it's such a foreign concept that we have any in reality of growing our own food that you get labeled as a whack job if you do in certain and places. It's part of the dumbing down of, of America. 
And uh, unfortunately, we're now at that stage where where people can't think. You know, well, we don't have productive reasoning. And so then it, it's easy to follow up with that and say, just think if you were going to put a little hole in the ground so you had a place to go hide. <laughs> I'm going to build a bomb shelter over here in my backyard. And, you know, just to show what a bad position we're in. Okay. Um, you know, not, uh, almost nobody grows their own food. But what about canning? That uh, it, it, it takes about 500 quart mason jars for a family of four to store their food. How many people do you know have those? And, and quart mason jars are, are made out of um, glass. And glass is energy intensive. So at the point when we have to store our own food, where are you going to get the glass? It, 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 you know, it's uh, what you're going to use mylar bags. Where are you going to get the mylar bags? And so we're sitting there um, um, in a position that when the supply chain breaks, and it's breaking right now, by the way, um, when it when it breaks totally, the majority of people won't have food, won't have the ability to store food. The answer to your question is 1,300 degrees. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I've already researched it. I know exactly how hot I need to get the fire to melt the glass that I have to make glass that I want to use. Right. I found it much easier just to go to the store. and, and, and You're not and much of a survivalist. <laughs> Go to the um, store. I'm telling you, the store isn't going to be there. <laughs> well, that's why I went already. <laughs> Actually, what I did, I, 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 even for the preppers, there was no answer for this. How many, how many jars do you need for a family of four? And so I finally figured it out myself. And then I yeah. later on, I had it verified by Jonathan Hollerman. It's it's about five hundred. That's all. And lot. I actually, I yeah. Well, actually, at that time, they were only a dollar a piece. Okay, and so I went. To, I, I I added them up. I went to uh, um, uh, Ace Hardware. I don't know if you guys have Ace Hardware. We do. Yeah, I went to Ace Hardware. I said, "Listen, I want to buy you know this amount of of, of uh, mason jars. Um, can you give me a price? Uh, you know, a, um, a wholesale price on it, and I'll pay you. I'll pay you in advance. So as soon as they come in, you don't even have to put them on the on the floor, I'll just show up and pick them up. And I did. Right. And I got them 30% under cost. How'd you do that? Negotiations. Right. He, he, you know, he, he, it, it was, it was <laughs> meanwhile, there were no still, lids available. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I included the lids. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. You have all the jars you want. If you don't have a lid, you got nothing. That's true. But, beer you, know, mug. Like you got a beer mug. Yeah, and I just said the genius hits a target no one else can see. So I just went on board him while nobody's looking. Yeah. Hey, right, I implemented we're... a little barter activity this week. Excellent. What? I, I, what would you? Do? I traded boar semen for goat's milk. I hope you use two different vessels. <laughs> <laughs> So the All funniest right. part is it it was boar semen and it's a goat and it's not a boar goat just to just to be clear. It's, okay. It's from a Nubian. 
I'm glad you brought that up because okay. um, we we decided to have prepping tip of the week. So so this week there's going to be a two for one special on that. One have alternative communications. Uh, that means you know probably get a break out your grandpa's CB radio and make sure it works or get a small ham radio. But the other one is probably the top guy to read in in the world is a guy named Selco, S-E-L-C-O, who actually went through the war in Bosnia um, and stuck between two armies with his family. It, it's horrendous what that they basically had to go into as a citizen survival, right? And if you you just um, do a do a, a web search for his article this week, the harsh reality of barter and trade in an SHF uh, TF economy. I can't. Oh, sewage hits the fan economy, and it's and and it's on the organic prepper website and it gives you real life experience rules about doing barter when it when when um the sewage hits the fan right um and i i recommend because most people think that oh i'll just um do a little bit bartering and uh, not so <laughs> um Another good book was written by a guy named Fairfowl. He said, listen, you know, in the economic collapse of um, Argentina, if you went to the market with um, with a, 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 an ounce of gold, only two things would happen. One, either you got robbed. robbed or two, you got kidnapped because they thought you had more gold at home. <laughs> Roll route. We'll be back with more gold nuggets after this. Let's talk about beef for a moment, in particular certified Piedmontese. You can have it delivered directly to your door. Find out what I'm talking about when I say it's the most tender beef you'll ever eat. CPBeef.com. Here's the benefit. It comes from Great Plains cattlemen. You don't need to worry about some of this coming from another country if that's your concern. It comes from your local producers, Great Plains cattlemen, and it is a supply of regional food that you will want more of cpbeef.com and uh, many of this now in the Piedmontese world available is grass fed if that's what you're into that's available and we will have some certified Piedmontese available on our tour across the pond it's coming up every day it gets a day closer if you want to have a shirt or a t-shirt that has across the pond on it and one of our stops and you'll need to go to the website today do it before Sunday Sunday's the last day loosetailsmedia.com loosetailsmedia.com link on order a shirt form see you soon on the tour regaining control for the farmer welcome back roll route trent loose i saw that one coming on the gold situation yeah and uh, <laughs> there are a lot of interesting tricks with gold uh, i recommend getting that book the economic collapse by fair um, he puts it in there. But, you know, one of the things that irked me this week was this issue of a Democratic congressman pulling the fire alarm, say, um, and then AOC defending him. Right? It's like, I, I, I mean, at, by the age of six, we were taught, don't pull the fire alarm. He thought it was an emergency exit. Yes, which means that he's either either a liar or he's too stupid to be in Congress. Right. 
and, uh, and you could actually be both, you know. Yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> right. And 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 so 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 here's the thing that really irked me is that, you know, I, I went to a very good school. I was in a fraternity, I'm an alumni, and that's our key, you know, link to going back to the back to the um, uh, festivities at the university. And my fraternity got thrown off campus for pulling a fire alarm. And, and, and so disconnected all of our alumni of the fraternity from the university because they pulled a fire alarm. Right. Okay. So it's very uh, juvenile to pull a fire alarm. I, I mean, it's like, good girl, are you kidding me? I would think it's, well, first of all, it's criminal. Yeah. Right. I mean, as, everywhere you look and and to stop a vote in Congress. Uh, I think that borders on treason. Well, <clears throat> treason's in fashion in D.C. right now, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, we just jump on that one. Um, what is it? The Speaker of the House was voted out. And you know, you're like, do anybody? What a chess game is going on. It's fascinating to watch. Because I think most Americans don't know, at least I didn't know, that the Speaker of the House does not have to be in Congress. The Congress chooses who they want. So the Speaker of the House can be outside of Congress and not a, a, a congressional member. I only knew that because there were, a year ago, people pontificating that Donald Trump could be the next speaker of the house because he don't have to be in the house to be the speaker. I did well, not I, know I, that was possible. I think I got a better idea. Trent, would you like to go to Washington? No. <laughs> and tell them what, if, what happened? What was it? Was it Mr. Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Was that the movie? Um, um, maybe. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Oh right? yeah. Right. Um, you know, because maybe maybe we stand a chance. Now that there's a history and documentation of removing a speaker of the house, how long do you think it would take for them to remove me? And and I most likely wouldn't be removed through the legal process. It's like, oh my goodness, did you see his pickup blew up on the way into town today? Yeah. Well, it all depends on if you could have um what, what um uh, uh, oh what's that thing when when the the congressman stands up and just keeps on filibuster. Uh, yeah, you could do a filibuster for 40, 48 hours or so and get everything out there. You know, right? It gets on the congressional uh, oh, record. We I guess have, I don't. Ha I don't have to be speaker of the house for one day, wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, we oh, have good no idea. food security in America. We have no food security in America. Get it through your head. You know, it's like, oh man. Are you so, gonna join us on the tour, by the way? You know, we're doing another tour. I did. And I happen to notice that it's not going through New Jersey. <laughs> Correct. Right. It, you know. And it's called regaining control for the farmer. I thought you might yeah. want to be a part of that. Well, well, I'll zoom in. <laughs> no, it's not the same. Yeah, the internet will so probably be down you, that week. So I did send you that this little blurb. I, you know, remember we talked about how many de deer there are in New Jersey. Yes, I do. A deer jumps off an overpass in New Jersey and comes crashing through the guy's windshield. 
I bet you that doesn't happen in Nebraska. That does not happen in Nebraska. Um, uh, by the way, do you have any overpasses out there? <laughs> uh, we do have a few overpasses. All right. So, so it's uh, it, 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 it's just it's it, everything is building, and and it looks like something's going to break. Um, we see, was it um, uh, uh, money? Cash, uh, um, I think it's M2, um, but money supply is dropping like a rock. And which means that the middle class is going to get even more pain because there's just a shortage of money. Um, this is not circular. something I, I normally pay attention to, but it, it catches my ear because it affects me in the in my world. And my world is... People in rural America, next era has been a thorn in many counties' side because they continue to accumulate subsidies to build wind development centers and uh, unsustainable electric grid stuff. Did you see what their stock has been doing in the last week? No, I didn't. Plummeting. Yeah. Oh, it just, uh, what was it? Credit card losses are surging. And we have what uh, over a trillion dollars of credit card debt. Uh, what's going to happen there? Oh, it's got to uh, it's it's got to collapse. And what's going to happen when the majority of people have credit card debt? Is or is the government going to try and reinforce it and and, and um, take assets? Because at that point, we just pick up the rifles and uh, we have a conversation with the administrators. And, and uh, that's what they're—that's what they're planning to do. A government right? that is one point seven trillion in debt is going to come after people because they can't repay their debt. <laughs> I think the government's a little more than one point seven. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's thirty trillion. Thirty it's trillion, the, and, and that's they're, the, and they're, that's they're the official debt. Yeah, right. The liabilities are a hundred trillion. In other words, the official I mean, debt doesn't include paying for the army, paying for the government, all that stuff. The liabilities are $100 trillion. It's unsolvable. It has to crash. That's the only thing that can happen. And, and, and is, it, does, is it real that we're, we're at $200 million a day going to the Ukraine? Is that a good, real number? Well, I don't know. Somebody had calculated it. but um, And I think it was... Uh, um, um, was it uh, Senator Paul was stopping that? You know, he's refusing until they give an audit of where the money went. Money goes to Ukraine. Well, uh, knowing knowing the the corruption, they're just gonna make it dark money or black money and filter it through. Yeah. Um, right. Um, so. What can we say? And then, and and then the, there was some reports that the Russians have been advertising to the Ukrainian soldiers to surrender. And actually, it it, it seems that if you surrender, if you surrender as um as a brigade, right, that you're treated under um, the uh, Geneva Convention. Okay, versus otherwise you could be um, as a um, uh, deemed as a spy and basically shot right there. 
So a lot of guys are, are surrendering. And now, now the question is, what, what's the dark side of the United States government and the dark side of the British going to do? Are they going to, um, because either they give up on this, this uh, unholy quest or they do a false flag? And are we ready for a false flag? They're not going to give up. They're going to create no. a false flag. I, I believe that they will. And of course, the Russians have unfortunately told us that they will defend themselves to the bitter end. Yeah. yeah. So I would get ready for that. And of course, communications part of it and food's part of it and, and water's part of it. Um, so. <clears throat> so what happened this day in uh, 1993? Are we in the, we in the I'm well, we're in the last two minutes, to be honest. Oh, but geez. I'm, okay, well, let me get right to it. I'm putting uh, you on the spot, though, first. What happened this day in 1993? Uh, in in Moscow? No, not in Moscow. Mag Magadishu. Oh, uh, must have been the uh, the battle with the uh, with the U.S. military. Eighteen army personnel went down in what we refer to as Black Hawk Down. And uh, the only reason I know that, JC, is that North Dakota lost a tremendous legislator this week, Doug Larson. And I interviewed him on President's Day this year, and he talked about as a six-year-old, he all he wanted to do was go to the Army and be a pilot, and he so fondly loved to fly Black Hawk helicopters, as he did in the Army and the National Guard. And he, his wife, and two sons went down in a plane crash two days ago. Mm. And I tied it to uh, how ironic that that happened on right. the anniversary of Black Hawk Down. So, October the 3rd, 1993, President Yeltsin and troops at, uh, started shelling uh, the Russian White House, which would have been their capital building. Um, for a Russian coup, um, uh, a, a communist coup. That, that was, was the same day. That was the same exact day. Same day. And I was 500 miles away watching the night before Rostropovich, who was one of the most famous cello players, with the American ambassador, uh, thinking that we may have to evacuate tomorrow morning. Wow. Right? That's one of the reasons I prep. Because it can change in a heartbeat, and you got to leave. And I, I don't know if you know where Latvia is, but surrounded basically by water. And I don't swim that well <laughs> to swim to Sweden, so I had to figure out how to get out of that country real quick. If the if the communists were coming back, talk about surreal. Yeah, that would have been incredible. It's also incredible that I got to say we've successfully journeyed down that path, connecting food producers to food consumers. And I think JC had a whole bunch of more what happened this day in history. We'll do that next week for JC Cole and Fred Luce. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Also want to remind you about Apache sprayers, the technology, the service. The service is really key. Simpson Farm Enterprises has the service. Get more details about the Apache New sprayers. I saw the new sprayer at Husker Harvest Days. I don't know what it means, but it sure looks pretty cool. I'd like to drive one with that new Hydrostat Gizmo. 75% more brake. But more importantly, 
Call and get real details at SimpsonFarm.com. High Plains Apache is partnering with SimpsonFarm.com to get you the latest and the best. High Plains Apaches at HighPlainsApache.com. Apache Sprayers. <laughs> 